What is up, guys? We're back with the School of Hard Knocks. You got Coach Rod. Coach Max. And we got episode 76 coming at you live, guys. Uh, today we got a special one. I feel like I say that every single time, dude, but they're all special <laughs> to special. us. Uh, but today we have a uh, we have a special guest that's sitting in front of us right now. Now, before we get into introducing who he is, what he does, what he's about, uh, I want to give a little backstory on what he means to me. And I know, I mean, this resonates with a lot of people around HK, including you, Max. You know, so uh, this individual has been one of my biggest mentors in life. He's one of the men that I look up to in life uh, when it comes to business decisions, when it comes to making decisions in just everyday life. And a lot of the, a lot of the growth that I've had over the years with the gym, with myself as a man, with my family and stuff has been through a lot of the guidance that I've gotten from this awesome man that's sitting right in front of us today. Uh, he means the world to me and my family. He, he's done so much for us up until this point, not in any monetary value way or anything like that, but just with the, uh, the generosity of the information that he gives and the wisdom that he gives. Um, so I want to introduce Mr. Bobby Science in the house, baby. How's it going, Bob? Good, man. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited and, and you know, get the story up. Yeah, man, for sure. So, Bob, uh, just, I guess to start it off, man, just give us a little bit of background on yourself, what you do, what you've done, and just what you're about, man. Yeah. So, originally from Laredo, um, I moved to Brownsville in 2006, not knowing anybody, not knowing anything about Brownsville. Uh, my job brought me here. And I was in the uh, retail clothing business, you know, called Mervyn's. And believe it or not, you know, the introduction to Rod came from his mom and myself worked together at Mervyn's. You know, oh, that's wow. So crazy, right? I mean, how, cool. how life brings you, you know, to this place. But, uh, and, and she stood out to me, you know, I mean, at, at, and at some point, I think, you know, we, she was in charge of my jewelry store. She was the jewelry manager for the whole store. And she came oh, in nice. just to, just to be a... Yeah. Uh, an employee and then it just sort of ended up in, into that you know and that relationship started and i learned about her family and, and and everything right and then eventually i left mervyn's went to heb i was a store director for heb for a while but i've always in my mind knew that i wanted to be an entrepreneur i wanted my own thing uh you know my grandfather had his thing my dad had his thing so it was always instilled in me you know that was going to be my goal but something i just didn't know what you know i didn't know what it was going to be but i knew i wanted my own business so, uh, you know, working through it and, and deciding, I said, man, well, what the heck do you do? You know, I mean, there's entertainment in Brownsville. There's, there's not much back in 2010. So I said, you know, people go out to eat. You can't go wrong with food, you know, burgers, wings, beer. I mean, that's a, a pretty, pretty appealing appetite, you know, for many people. So I said, man, you can't, that's something with wings. So uh, my wife's cousin, Daniel, he's a chef. You know, and, and that's sort of how the story started. You know, I, I, I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about a wing restaurant. Uh, what do you think? And he's like, well, come to my house tomorrow and we'll cook some wings and we'll make some sauces. You know, and I said, okay, you know, so let's go. So I went to his house. You know, he had everything there, a fryer, oil. I was like, man, this is like abnormal for somebody to have all this type of equipment at, at a house. And sure enough, you know, he cooked the wings, he cooked the sauces, and man, this stuff's amazing. So we put some of the best wings I've, I've had. Wow. 
so that's when that journey started and, and uh, we talked, we got the details going and, and, and in, in uh, May of 2010, I was 30 years old, you know, we started Wingborn. So. And now you all have how, how many Wingborns, Bob? So we have 11 Wingborns, you know, from Brownsville, Harlingen, McAllen, Westlaco, San Juan, mm-hmm. uh, Edinburgh. Uh, and South McAllen as well. So yes, dude, it's like uh, now that I'm up in coaching in HK Edinburgh more, like on the drive up, I see lots of wing barns like yeah. on the side of the expressway and stuff. <laughs> man, it's just so cool to see. Like yeah, and the story, man. Like like it's crazy. Like he just said, Daniel was like, "All right, let's make wings tomorrow." Yeah. Like I wonder what would happen if like he waited to say, "Okay, we'll do that sometime." Yeah. Like. It would yeah. have changed the whole story, Dynamic man. Things, wow, yeah. that's insane, man. Yeah. So now, going into this entrepreneurship, like, what was the feeling like, man? Like, like leaving uh, HEB at the time, yeah. and then you're just like, screw it, let's do it. That was scary. I mean, it's the scariest, one of the scariest times of my professional career. And then, the, you know, there's more scary times after that, right? But... <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, that was one of the things, you know, I mean, my, I had one kid, uh, Jake, you know, already, uh, Chase was on the way way. and then I left, you know, good paying, secure, you know, benefits, all the, that type of job, uh, to come to the unknown, you know, and, and, and it definitely was, uh, you know, a shaking point for me, you know, uh, so you're going from a high, you know, decent pay position at HEB to, you know, a very insecure, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen. And it was a big cut for me. I mean, it was a huge adjustment. I mean, for, I, I couldn't go out to eat. I couldn't go to the movies. I couldn't, it was just a, a whole life changing experience for me. It was do or die, you know, do or die. Sink or swim. Yeah. Do or die. Literally, dude, sink or swim. And then, sorry. No. Um, but I think that's, kind of what holds a lot of us back sometimes, don't you think? Like just the unknown. And sometimes it's just taking the gamble and like saying, hey man, we'll only live, you know, for a short time, might as well try to get this dream going, yeah. you know? And you did that at 30 years old, you said? 30. 30 yeah. years well, old. Well, I was 29 when it opened and then I turned 30 wow. eventually down to a couple Bad months after. Respect, bro. Yeah. Man, you were gonna say something, bro? Yeah, man, the uh, like, and I think there's a little bit more of a backstory too, right? Because at, at the time, and I mean, it doesn't matter at this point, I think, but you were still employed at HEB while you were opening up the re- restaurant, yeah. restaurant, right? Right. So what's the story with that? I remember you telling me a few times about how you were going to try to do both for a while at least. And then yeah. they ended up kind of saying that you couldn't, right? Right. Yeah. So... You know, I didn't want to leave my secure job, you know, because, because I didn't know, right, the, the, the Wayne Barn was going to make it or not. And most restaurants, nine out of ten restaurants, I think, closed. That's a statistic. Wow. So you're not, you're not really looking, uh, it's not looking positive, you know, from a statistic standpoint. So I said, well, let me do both. So on my days off, I would go to Wayne Barn. On, after I'd get out of HEB, I'd go to, to Wayne Barn and help out and, and do everything that I could. And then um, as as trying to promote the business, you know, the, the newspaper contacted us one time. So they did this article on us, man, we came out on the page, a picture of myself. I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, uh, the best thing that could happen. And then the next day after that, I mean, the restaurant was slammed. I mean, it was like a game changer for us. You know, uh, we had never 
had that type of exposure. Wow. Uh, so feeling all, all high, you know, man, this is, this is great, you know, and then the next couple of days, man, to the very low, HEB then calls me, you know, into the office. I'm like, oh, man, what the heck's happening? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, <laughs> and uh, so then they, you know, they say, hey, you know, uh, we, we saw this article, you know, what's going on? Um, and then there were some conflicts here and there, you know, that they thought um, w that was, was going to happen with it, you know. Uh, and I said, well, you know, if this is the case, then, you know, I'll just resign and, and get out of here. And that's basically what happened. So at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I mean, I remember like, I mean, no joke, crying in my car on the way home after that saying, man, like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, what is what's what's next, you know? Uh, so feeling from a whole secure security standpoint to now, you know, again, do or die, right? Uh, sink or swim. Uh, and that to me was the turning point. At that point, it was, you know, mind is set. Uh, after maybe a couple of days of feeling like, oh, man, what the heck am I going to do? You yeah. know, um, to go and get it and, and do everything you can to make it happen. We wouldn't even deliver food. I remember, you know, um, and people would call like, hey, do you deliver? Um, and then, no, okay, thank you. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. So where do you, where are you at? You know, what are you doing? And I would personally say, okay, I'll be there in 15, 20 minutes, you know, for that $20, wow. you know, that $20 order, uh, I, I would go out of my way, anything, you know, the, any, any type of order, we were going to try to make it. You came in with a, a budget for a school order, we were going to make it happen, you know, just anything to just try to survive. Wow, man. All of that there is like the stepping stones to success. Like everybody thinks like you just make it big one day all of a sudden everybody just knows who you are. But no, it's all of that, bro. Like Bob wasn't even delivering and then he's like, no, I got you, you know? And it's like planting seeds all around town. Yeah. Now, dude, like it's, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. Like I have seen wing barn grow i think we've known each other for what going on three years now yeah yeah and just in that three-year phase i've seen some really cool stuff that's amazing man. and what's also cool is that the uh the fitness part of your life i think is also like increasing as like the business you know so like going back to how things can be full circle sometimes mm -hmm. when you kind of try to balance everything and put harmonize it you know yeah. what i mean and i really do do think that it, it does start with like moving the body getting the mind correct and uh just making sure that you you're set for the day what do you think absolutely man it does and that's where um i'll i'll go in a little real quick on on how i was introduced to bobby so just like you mentioned right now my mom uh was employed by mervyn's for a bit, I think, you know, and uh, she, she would always talk about this guy, Bobby, right? He's super smart. He's like young, young guy at the time. I, I had just moved back when she was working there. I had just gotten done with grad school. So I had just moved back into town. And uh, this is 2011, I want to say, or something like that. And um, when I was thinking about opening up HK at the time, uh, this was before we opened our doors. She's like, Rod, I want you to sit down with Bobby if you can. Uh, and I want you to talk to him about what you need to do because you're not a business guy. Like you've only ever coached and trained, like opening up a business is a whole different beast in its own. Yeah. 
So at first I was like, nah, nah, Ma, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? And then she finally convinced me to sit down with him. And I remember going into Wing Barn. That's right here, first time I ever met Bobby. And I just told him kind of my business plan at the time, which wasn't anything formal or organized. It was some of the decisions that I was going to make uh, going into it. And uh, I took every piece of advice that he said at the time which I think turned out for the best now, yeah. you know what I mean? And then um, from there, that was my introduction to him. Uh, but it was just that one time, you know, we, I mean, I met him that day. He helped me out. He answered every question that I had. It was all business related stuff at that point. I, I just didn't know what to do at the time. You know what I mean? And this was before we opened up our doors at HK. So I, I, I want to say my memory ser serves me right. It would be 2011 at this time. Um, and my mom had actually already opened up La Palma at the time. So she was right next door to the Boca Chica location at that yeah. time. Um, so I would go help her out in the afternoons and the evenings with cooking and stuff like that. And then it was just a walk next door at that time, you know. Um, but Bob, how did you uh, like that pretty much wasn't the end, you know what I mean? Because we had another reintroduction at that time. So um, how did that start for you? Yeah, so... I guess, you know, Daniel was the one, my partner was the one that, that started going to Hard Knocks first, you know, HK1, you know, back in the day, I mean, the small, <laughs> small little place. 1,200 square feet. Yeah. <laughs> so he was going and I said, man, well, it sounds pretty cool. You know, I know Rod. I said, well, let me sign up, you know, let me sign up and do it. Uh, so that's, that's when, again, I think we, we sort of reintroduced ourselves uh, started spending a heck of a lot more time together. And then I noticed, like, man, Rod would give us so much time and, and attention. You know, I felt, because, like, exercise was sort of put on hold for me. I took my job, like, retail hours are, are crazy. You know, uh, and then you're on your feet, you're walking so much. I mean, I would walk miles in the stores, you know, and by the time you get home, you're just exhausted. And then there's times you get up at 5 a.m. to go work, and then there's times you, you get out at 2 a.m., depending on the day and the, so your schedules are just so tough so mad respect to the retail guys out there but so that sort of exercise and gym took a, a sidestep for me as I built my career um, and then at this point I was, sort of had control of my career and I had time and I could schedule a lot more things in order so that's when I started going like I said and and from there that's where we built that relationship you know and I, I felt uh Man, he, he gave us so much attention uh, and, and sort of taught me again, you know, what it was and the feeling and, and, and I, I loved it. You know, I sort of fell in love with, with the process yeah. of, of going to the gym again, you know, feeling, you know, better about yourself, you know, uh, getting that mind clarity going. And, and then I noticed it like, you know, business and the gym have so much in common if you think about it. You know, I mean, you got to push yourself, you know, there's pain. Right. And you got to fight through that. You know, there's times you don't want to go or you don't want to do something, but you have to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you really think about it, there's a lot of, you know, uh, comparisons uh, with with the gym aspect of things, in my opinion. And 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 the, and I learned that, you know, I was, I was going through it. You know, I would I would be thinking of, OK, what am I going to do today? How am I how am I uh, going to approach this situation? 
and then you sort of your body and your mind the you know becomes a habit and you start fighting through things you know or you or you push yourself to another level right you're not comfortable doing a deadlift at whatever weight and now you know rod is here okay we're gonna max out today guys come on let's go and i'll shoot you know like i don't know if i can do this weight you know but then there you are you know this guy's screaming at you you got this you got this you can do it and then all of a sudden the bar is up and you did it and then you say whoa shoot do you know what the heck yeah. so then if you take that into life uh you gotta approach that the same way you know and man i don't know if i can do this and then eventually you're working hard you're doing it you're doing it and then sure enough you did it you know yes I love that, man. That was great. Yeah. And then, yeah, like sometimes you don't think you can perform a task because you're already thinking of like what the take, like the ending, but then you just take little small steps and before you know it, you already completed the task. We yeah. spoke about that before and I'm glad that Bob brought it up because it's a true philosophy. Like yeah. you can take things and like, okay, you're here in the gym, you're pushing hard. Well, why can't you just push hard out there in your job or like, you know, in other aspects that you want to be good in, you know, and just put that same mindset. And then that's when it becomes like this full circle uh, and you can harmonize it. Man. That's pretty cool. For sure. Yeah, that uh, I mean, there's a common thing that we've brought up on a bunch of the shows that we've done already. And it's uh, and 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 I've always thought within the walls of a of a gym and I'm going to use ours as an example. I, I would say you could pretty much learn every characteristic when it comes to work ethic when it comes to learning about about yourself uh having willpower uh i mean everything that goes on within a gym applies to life man and bob just said it right now is it applies to business as well too and that's one thing that i will say you know what i mean there's there there's times where for example come coming to a class you might fight yourself in your head as much as you want uh but after you get done with the class, it's like, fuck, man, I'm so glad that I went. You know what I mean? Exactly. The vibes are good. You feel good. And it's it, it's the same thing when it comes to making hard decisions in life. And I'm going to say with business as well, too, there's things that business owners know that you'll want to shy away from. You don't want to do it. The tough conversations you need to have with maybe an employer or whatever it is. But after you get done doing those hard things, there's always like a moment of clarity after that and in a sense of like accomplishment, you know what I mean? Sure. It's the same thing in the gym, dude, you know? Yeah. Um, before we move move on, dude, I I want to highlight some of Bob's, uh, the growth that I saw in him over the years because it's it's been one of the more drastic uh, things that I've seen in my career in fitness with seeing the evolution of someone that that is persistent, works their ass off, and doesn't back down from any, any challenge that's set forth. I always said that Bobby and Danny, uh, they were they were my guinea pigs for years, <laughs> like for years. And I would tell them straight up, like, Testers. hey, like y'all are my guinea pigs, dude. Like we're gonna try some shit out and we're gonna see and just go, just go with it. And um, at first it started off as me being their coach and and I showed them the form and the techniques and and the application of why we did what we did and stuff, you know, and, and, and then, I mean, eventually I spent so much time with these guys, dude. I mean, hours sometimes, you know, every day during, during the week, Monday through Friday, we trained that we just turned in to, I mean, we trained together. We were training partners for years. 
and they've been some of the best training partners I've ever had, man. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, the workouts we had, the things that we did together. I mean, there's tons of awesome memories that we've had, you know. Sure. Um, I remember some of Bob's first days at the gym were rough. His conditioning was down, very lethargic in the gym, uh, didn't move well, could barely bench press 135 on the bar. I remember I had him do deadlifts one time yeah. and he was so weak that his back was out for like a week <laughs> yeah for like a week yeah. and and that that primarily falls on me i mean i'm a younger co coach at the time maybe the stimulus was a little too much but um over the years i learned a lot about bob just through his work ethic and how he applied himself in the gym there was never this real outgoing showcase guy it was always like Hey, what do we got to say? Okay, let's do it. And they put in the fucking work every single day, consistently, yeah. over time. Bob went from not being able to walk after doing deadlifts with 135 to deadlifting five, 515. 515. He did 405. <laughs> he did 405 unbroken deadlifts, touch and go reps. How many? 20 reps. 20 at 405. Reps, 20 oh, reps. Wow. He did strongman. He trained it, the implements. He's deadlifted a car before, lifted stones. He went from not being able to bench or barely being able to bench 135 to, I think, last time we ever did it, it was 265 ish, 275. Yeah. Ran half marathon, um, has competed in CrossFit competitions. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many fucking things, man, that we've done, bro. You know what I mean? But it's just like, just the growth, man. You know what I mean? And now there's different capacities that he, that he might've never knew that he had. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I've always told Bob, like, you're like built for strong man, dude. And he showcased that when we would train the implements and the type of training that we did and stuff like that, man. But um, yeah, man, it's been awesome to see you, man. And I'm glad you're still on it, man. So yeah. it's good, Bob. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a huge part of of my life. You know, the, my, I guess since, since 30, you know, and, and now I'm 42. So the past 12 years have been, you know, uh, involved with you guys you know and 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 i accredited to to mostly you right i mean if it wasn't for you you know having that relationship with me or just spending that time with me at the very beginning you know it probably wouldn't have evolved into what it evolved you know i mean i would never would have thought i, I can lift 515 pounds i mean that's ridiculous you know if you would have asked me that you know you know and i never in my mind would have signed up for a marathon i hate running you know and then this guy like hey we're gonna do a half marathon like sign up i don't know what and i'm like what what are you talking about this is this horrible idea yeah, <laughs> fucking bully dude, right? yeah, yeah. somehow bully. some way you know we, we ended up bully. doing it you know and and i would have never have thought that that i could do that you know but again it's it's somebody pushing you you know that having that coach mentality and then you know obviously yourself you know pushing yourself to get there yeah that's so. so true, man. We all need a little help sometimes to get to get to where we want to be, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to do it all by yourself. And you've mentioned it before, like 
sometimes we need help yeah. you know whether it's a fitness goal a business thing a family thing friend thing like there, there's probably someone out there for everyone yeah. you know like you were there for Bob Bob was there for you but in a way where I don't know like your your mom was kind of like the link yeah. to those things you know and I've, I've experienced those things in my life too where like someone links me to someone and one that comes right off the top of my head is a crazy story. It's not even a person. It was a, a dog, actually. Um, we found a lost dog that ended up leading me to Dr. Almeida, bro. Oh, wow. And I had been wanting to get linked up with Dr. Almeida for a long time. I, mean, I want to meet him. I want to hang out with him, wanna, you know? And it ended up being his dog, bro. Wow. <laughs> Took it back to him. <laughs> he opens the door. Max. And I'm like, what? Wow, and then we just started like hanging out, changed numbers, and been to his house a couple of times to do some stretch flows. And like, it's crazy how sometimes something can link you into something, and, and it's kind of up to you to take it from there. For sure, you know what For I'm sure, saying? Yeah. It's like, okay, I brought you now, what are you gonna do with it? No, yeah. and so far, it looks like you guys done some pretty cool shit with it, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> yeah, man, pretty cool, and it's. Uh, I mean, Max, like you mentioned right now, man, this is a full circle thing too, man. You know what I mean? Because uh, like Bob, you, you, you've done a lot more for me than I've done for you, man. And that's complete honesty. You know what I mean? When it comes to, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, dude, is um, HK 2.0 military. Um, that was the end for me, dude. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I thought that that was going to be hard knocks for life and I would talk to Bob about this stuff every day man and his like words of wisdom his push uh hey you gotta have some balls if you want to grow like you have to do things that you're I mean you're gonna struggle you know what I mean but if you want to grow you need to go through that stuff and uh and it was a big step to move dude I mean it was huge man the first time I chickened out Bob set it up uh made the connection between me and our current landlord right now, which is Rafael Chacon, which is another man toward mine in life. But uh, I mean, if it wasn't for Bob, that link would have never been made. We would have opened up this facility that we're in now. And then eventually with Edinburgh as well too, one of the main reasons why we opened up Edinburgh is because I got the, I got the, I got the blessings from Bob saying, hey, Bob, you think I should do it? Yeah, man, fuck it, man. Do it, bro. We're gonna be right next door to you, which is a which is a huge part. So cool. Of, like when I drive into HK Edinburgh, the fact that Wing Barn is there, as weird as this sounds, it's a comfort thing for me <laughs> because I know it's tied in with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's cool. Uh, when do when COVID hit? I mean, I don't think anyone knew what to do. But the one person that I was gonna ask because of the trust that I have in him was Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> so every decision that we made during that time too, I mean, Bobby knows, I mean, yeah. we spent time on the phone too. Cause I was like, dude, I don't know what to do, man. Like, yeah. like we just moved into this place, big in, huge increase in rent. Uh, we had just opened up our doors for a month and here we are having to shut down. I don't know what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? So first person that I reach out to is Bobby, you know what I mean? And as always, man, I mean, still true to this day, every single piece of advice that he's given me has served me right, man. So that's why when I say that he's he's one of the few men that I look up to that I trust 
kind of like a dad, man, to be honest with you. I know you're only four or five years older than me, but still yeah. it's like you have that father figure in my life because during moments of whether it's been struggle or some type of stress or whatever it may be, like I know that Bob will have the answer or he's going to give me his honest based approach or opinion on what it is that I have to do. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that, yeah. man. Right. Big time, bro. Yeah. No problem. No. I remember that that was crazy, that whole shutdown thing. Yeah, I'm wild, bro. So, this is a question, maybe for both of you guys then, since y'all were, you know, business guys. Aside from the scare of like, holy shit, like what's gonna happen? What new skills did you develop, would you say, in the process? Like, was there something that maybe you shied away from that it's like, okay, well now you gotta get good at this. Was there any of that? Maybe who you want, whatever you want to go first, Bob? Yeah, Bob, you go yeah, first. Yeah, at the beginning of opening is uh, uh, well, like after COVID. Like, like, well, when COVID was like full yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Rod said. I mean, who in their right mind would ever think that everything is going to shut down in the United States? I mean, it was one of those things of what the heck is happening? You know, what are we dealing with here? It's weird. Man. So for us, it was, for me, my way of thinking was, totally outside the box. I mean, we're going from, uh, you know, 70% dine in to now you can't have anybody in your restaurants, close it down. And, you know, I have uh, right now currently, you know, a little, like almost 250 employees. So, you know, I have 250 people looking at me saying, okay, what do we do? What do, we do? You know, I, in my mind, I support 250 families. Uh, you know, that's the responsibility or the weight that I have on my shoulders every single day and I, I respect that, you know, I mean, I, I want these guys to, to, to be okay, obviously, right? So I think for me, it was just outside the box ideas. It got me to think of crazy things, you know, it's survival mode at that point. So, you know, uh, anything is possible. You just got to figure it out and do it. And it was just me, it was more adapting, you know, adapt as fast as possible, change things up and do whatever but i think that entrepreneur spirit comes out again it's like again you're fighting to survive fighting to survive you don't know what's around the corner um and you just got to keep fighting you know and so that's that that's sort of my opinion on it that's a good one yeah man no i think bob hit the nail on the head with that one dude uh there's uh i mean just like he said you like this is the last thing that like I, I would think like, hey, like what if the gym burnt, burned down? Like you think of things like that, you know? I mean, like what if someone uh, passes out in the gym? You think of things like that, you know what I mean? Um, but it, it was just a crazy situation for the world at the time. Like not only in the United States, yeah, I mean, the true. world was shut down, you know what I mean? So, um, I mean, I, I, I can't re really say that that a lot of the things that I did were just, I mean, it took teamwork, dude. It took feedback from the team at the time. It took feedback from Bob. A huge shout out to Derek Benavides as well too, because he's one of my biggest mentors as well too. And he gave me a lot of great ideas and things that I should do. Um, but you learn to, you learn the callous man, you learn how to pivot, you learn how to think, uh, critical thinking, in the spur of the moment, dude, like you have to be good at stuff like that because there was no time to waste. You know what I mean? Like there was some very big decisions that had to be made and they had to be made fast. Cause if not, 
I mean, you're fucked, dude, for real, like at yeah. that point, you know what I mean? Like if you make one wrong choice during that time on the way you're going to do things or whatever, like that could be the end of your empire, your business at the time. And unfortunately, a lot of people didn't make it through it. You know what I mean? So those that did, man, a huge shout out to everyone, dude. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit more about the skills that I've learned o over time. And a lot of this goes back to Bob as well, too, is... Uh, own, 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 owning a business is awesome, man. Being your own boss is super cool. You get a lot of freedom with it, but I would say it's one of the most stressful things that you could do, man. And I remember asking Bob one time, I told him, man, dude, I feel like I'm fucking going crazy sometimes. And he's like, yeah, that's normal, dude. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that too. You manage it as you go, you know what I mean? It's, and, and, it, and, it, and it just goes back to the same principles that we talked about talk about progressive overload with exercise and the principles that you and me know max you know and it's one of those things where where you train there's a stimulus but you get better after that you know what i mean and that's how kind of that's how i look at the stress that we take on with having both facilities and the kids and the team and stuff like that you know so um i mean there's a lot of skills that you learn man along the way you learn how to delegate i mean which i was horrible at in the past you know i mean it was i wanted to do everything bob knows the way that i am yeah. and that's one thing he always said he's like hey you need a team you need a team you need to hire someone that takes this load and does this and stuff like that and it was and i was always scared to do it you know what i mean and then the team just it just blossomed into what it is now you know what i mean so those are little things that you learn along along the way you know so for sure um Got a question for you, Bob. So, um, I mean, one wing barn, Boca Chica, 11 now, you got barnyard and stuff like that. Um, what, is, what, it, what has been the biggest struggle from going from one to now having pretty much an empire when it comes to yeah. wings and beer <laughs> and stuff, you know what I mean? Like what's yeah. been the one thing that you know that you faced along those years that was the biggest struggle for you? Yeah, I think it, at the end of the day, I mean, there's many struggles, um, but I would say the probably the biggest is team. You know, the team is, it, it, there's good times, there's bad times, you know, people come, people go, you know, you, you build a team and then, you know, one of those pieces falls. So, you know, it's just always evolving, you know, it's always changing and then markets change, you know, COVID changed the world. You know, and it still has changed, uh, I think, restaurants and hospitality drastically. You know, people, it changed their habits for over a year, you know. Um, and, I, and in my opinion, we still haven't gone back to uh, like the 2019 and before, you know. So, it, so as a business, it, it, it's changed my business, you know, drastically, you know. So I'm always having to evolve, always having to change. You always have to adapt to the situations. And then the teamwork, you know, uh, so with new problems or new situations, then you have to train to that. Your team has to adapt to uh, to to the new norm. Right. And the bigger your team gets, you know, now, you know, myself, you know, 250. Well, then, man, that's it's harder to get that message to that 250th person. You know, um, so that's always my message is how do we get to the 250? You know, when I talk to my team, it's. Because everything's about communication. If you don't know, then how do you work towards that if you don't know? So as that team grows, you know, the challenge becomes so much harder, you know. Uh, so for us, it's it's teamwork. You know, I would say that's the biggest, uh, 
the, the biggest challenge I face. Yeah. Or when you're that big, man, it's hard. It's true, man. And teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a true phrase, right? Because, like, you can have, like, a really great thing going, but if your team isn't invested, it's kind of tough, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool how, like, over the years, you guys have been able to develop a team that's specific to the mission that y'all are trying to uh, pursue. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> now, again, I want to go into maybe something for for the both of you guys. <laughs> so, like, going, it's going to be kind of like a gym thing. So, let's say you're having, like, a really stressful day, right? Is it a priority to make it to the gym that day to feel better? What do you think? I'd say so. I mean, for me, it is. I mean, that's that one hour or hour and a half, depending on what the situation is of this. Your, your mind's not thinking about that, you know, it goes away. And then you sort of get that feeling of, man, I accomplished the gym. I sweat. I, I got it all done. I pushed myself and you you're you're in a better mood now. Yeah. So then you're in that better mood and then it's like, OK, you know, we're good. And what am I stressing out about? Like everything's okay, you know. It's okay. It's uh, oh, that's amazing. I'm bro. still alive, <laughs> you know. The uh, feelings change. So the feelings change for sure, you know. So that to me is uh, like one huge aspect of me coming to the gym because every day is a stress, a stressful day for me. Every day my phone rings and I'm like, okay, what problems happening right now, you know? Uh, every day. Every day, you know, I see my phone and I'm like, oh man, Here we go. <laughs> problem number one coming in. Here we go, man. 8.15 a.m. Yeah. So Dang. what are we facing? So, you know, that's why it's a huge uh, part of my life now. And, I, and, and there's times, you know, where life gets in the way. You know, man, I'm too busy. I haven't been able to make it to the gym. But it's that feeling inside that, man, I got to go. I got to go back. You know, I got to go back. And that's what I credit, you know, the relationship with Rod, the relationship with you guys you know, Max with Rich, you know, you come and you look for these guys to say, hey, what's up? You say hi, that's that interaction, you know, that is going to lift you up, you know, and then your friends that we've made at the gym, Yeah, man. you know, so the, all that um, contributes to your day, you know, it's like, man, I can see Derek here, the guy, you know, it's hilarious. He's always, you know, it's, it's, he's just a good time. Wow. So that guy's going to, like, he just made my day that morning. He may not think about that, but that, that made my problems go away. Yeah. <laughs> You know, seeing Rod here, or having that conversation, seeing yourself, you know, having that conversation with Rich, whoever it may be, you know, it's it just makes you, makes those problems somewhat go away, even though they're still there, right? But it gets your mindset a little bit different to handle them. That's such a great answer, bro. What about you, bro? I know you've had some crazy stories. Yeah, man. <laughs> the gym is always the answer, dude. In stressful days. Um, I mean, some of the most recent ones, you, you know what I mean? And as stupid as this sounds, yes, we have two gyms that are full of everything you would ever need. It's like the Disneyland of fitness, you know? And uh, and as stupid as it sounds, dude, it's a struggle sometimes to make it to the gym. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is all I've ever done in my life is fitness. I've only ever worked in gyms. This is what I do. This is what I'm about, you know? And, uh, but I think I have a good mental capacity to know that if I don't go, if I don't create some sweat equity, 
things are going to be worse, you know what I mean? And worse in the sense of I'm not going to be the best father that I could be when I get home. I'm not going to be the best husband that I could be when I get home. I'm not going to be the best leader for the team if I don't move and sweat that day, especially if I'm having a stressful day, you know what I mean? That's the impact that I look at now. It's not so much like, oh, I didn't hit a PR today or I didn't get this time on the water. I had to scare or whatever it is. It's like, hey, man, I got a chance to move. I got a chance to sweat. I feel a hundred times better than I did when I walked in the gym, knowing that I didn't want to go today. But now that transfers over into everything else. You know, I mean, it's the interactions for me, man. Like there's even been days where I'm just playing stupid in the corner and I was going to come work out, but I sweat just because I'm in the gym and it's hot as fuck, fuck, fucking here. <laughs> but even that talking to Bob, hanging out with Danny, talking to you when you're here, talking to all the members in the facility, that for me is enough, you know what I mean? So that's why I say that the gym is always the answer to me, you know what I mean? It's always gonna be a fucking yes. Yeah, always. Yeah. That's so cool to hear because that it reminds me of like the whole putting yourself first. Like as selfish as it sounds, sometimes we have to put ourselves first because it gets us right to be able to help others, right? So like in your case, in y'all's case, like you got families, you have businesses, like everything is just always going. But like you said, if I don't do it, how am I going to be good for everyone else? You see what I'm saying? So sometimes we'll, we won't exercise due to time or, or just due to the schedule that's very packed. But we're, we don't have to, we don't have to have an hour, you know, it could be. Last time I remember you telling me you had like five minutes, bro, and you just threw down burpees in the restroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, like you can start. <laughs> true story. This <laughs> is true story. You can start with just minutes of, of fitness. And then what happens is you start to realize the effects of those minutes. And then you start to buy into a little longer and a little longer. And before you know it, those five minutes, now you're setting aside time 20, 30 minutes for yourself because you know that it's going to do you well. So that's the whole goal. Like that's part of our mission is to get our people at HK and listeners to realize that so that they can keep being better humans. Right. Not, sure. that, not that you're not better human, but just so we can be like super awesome humans. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it's, it's, it, and it does come down to that, man. You know I mean? It, it comes down to knowing that the gym and the li lifestyle that's kind of associated with it. Like, I mean, I'm sure we're all trying to be the most optimal human beings that we can in yeah. life, dude. You know I mean? In every aspect of our life. Like, like I know if I'm fucking up in a certain area of my life, like that's a concern to me and that's a stressor that I have. So there's things that I need to do to improve, improve that, you know? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, something that I can do in the gym will help that out in some way or form, you know? Um, and it starts with just showing up, you know? It starts with that, you know? Um, one thing I want to ask Bob, man, is, um, like when I think of Bobby, um, the, the number one thing that I think about is like, and he's, he's already said it two or three times. It's like that do or die mentality. Like, like when it comes to business, when it comes to his life, like, like the, since the first day that I met Bobby, like I knew the work ethic was there like that's that's what makes him who he is like um i've had talks with anna before where she's like right he like works his ass off like and like it's it it's apparent with the success that he's had you know what i mean 
Um, you see it in the gym, you see it in his everyday life, you see it with just the connections that he has and stuff like that. Where, where do you think that, because you can't, you, you, you can't train, train that skill. Like it's not one that I think like, like if you don't have work ethic in, instilled at a pretty young age, I think it's really hard to, to kind of develop that on your own. You know what I mean? Can it be done? Possibly yes, but I feel like instinctively some people have it. You know what I mean? Where do you think that came from, Bob? Yeah, I think it came from my parents. You know, I mean, I saw how hard my grandfather worked. I saw how hard my, my dad worked. And, and then I knew that I wanted to be successful from, you know, a pretty young age. You know, my goal was, you know, uh, pretty clear. For some reason, I don't know, you know, and I've always been that I'm not that outgoing guy that's going to be the loudest in the room. You know, I'm always pretty serious and I've always, you know, been super responsible with things, you know. Uh, so some people can call me boring, but I've always had like the bigger picture <laughs> or at least what's important to me. Visionary. Right. And that to me was was the right thing to do. You know, and I think that's what guided me. But I think, you know, my parents. I think a lot has to do with parenthood, you know, uh, so you get so much from it and it's so important, you know, so right. being a parent, you know, I try to instill that into my kids now, because like you said, it's, it's like, you got to learn it, you know, and if not, once they get to a certain age, you know, it's, it's, it's a habit, you know, and it's a tougher habit to, you know, it's like, you can't teach old dogs, you know, new tricks, sort of the same thing, you know, and it can it be done? Yeah, but it's harder. So, you know, I think for me, it's, it, it was that, you know, always knowing that goal of myself to, to push myself to the life I wanted to live and uh, the level I wanted to be at, you know? So I knew like when I opened Wing Barn in 2010, I knew that it wasn't gonna be one Wing Barn. I didn't know exactly how many there was gonna be, but I knew for sure that it wasn't gonna just be one. And then as time went on, you know, and I still don't know the number, you know, I have, I had, I had a goal of 10, you know, I accomplished that, you know, already, right? So then now, what, the, what, what is that goal, you know? Um, so, and I, I said 10, you know, by the time I retire, you know, and now it's, it was 10 in, in, in 11 years, or, to, or, or 12 years. Um, so we're, we're on a good pace, right? But it's just keep pushing yourself, keep pushing yourself. Yeah. Man, that's so cool to hear. And of course, support is, is great. You got to have, you know, social, social support and people that are going to help you. But you, you got to be your own biggest cheerleader, right? Like the voice that we hear in our head is 24 seven. It doesn't go to sleep. Yeah. You know, and the things that you tell yourself are very important. Like, I don't think Bob or Rod became successful waking up in the morning thinking, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just gonna stay in bed today and just chill, I'll just get on it tomorrow. Like, yeah. No, like, even though they probably felt like that and maybe said that for like a second, boom, override. And it's like, okay, no, I'm gonna go do this now. I'm gonna go do, and you have to force yourself in everything that you wanna do and wanna accomplish, man. Yeah. It ain't gonna come easy, man. If it, if it would've come easy, bro, Everyone would be doing what they want to do. So yeah. You see what I'm saying? I think, you know, for me, your mind is so powerful, you know, and I don't know if it's age and you start, I'm, you know, 42, not that I'm old, right? But as you get more mature, 
and you understand your body a little bit more, you start thinking a little bit differently, you know, and, and for me, you know, now it's your mind plays so many tricks on you. Like you have to be so headstrong with everything. And especially at the top when you're, you know, nobody's going to tell me what to do in other words. Right. So no one's going to tell Rod what to do. Like you get advice, you get this, but there's no one telling you, Hey, we brought good job today. Or, you're doing an amazing job. You know, uh, there's no one giving you a review, right, of your performance. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you're up there, it's hard to get that advice. So I think as business owners, that's why we sort of rely on each other. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You're trying to get some feedback, you know. But then inside, you know, your mind is going 100 miles an hour. Uh, man, am I doing good? Man, what do I need to be doing? So it's so hard to uh, control some of that, you know. Um, and, and that's been not a challenge right but it's been more of a challenge these past couple of years for me you know with covid and everything happening you start second guessing yourself a little bit yeah. and you have to fight through that you know and that's where these relationships come in because it can either bring you way down or, or you're gonna succeed and that's where again this you have to be that strong person that's gonna do or die you gotta win you gotta win you gotta win, win. but you know that mental side of it is yeah. is uh is a uh, it's a huge part of being an entrepreneur, a huge part of being successful, you know, in anything you do. So I, my advice for everybody is just, how do you fight through that? And you have to understand your mindset um, and, and, and challenge yourself to, to, and I think that's where coming back to the gym brings that positivity back, you know, brings that relationship back. You know, you have the mingles in here that, mm -hmm. that are gonna pump you up, you know, get you smiling, get you, you know, those positive vibes coming back into you. And, and that's what, to me, that's what this gym and the culture that Rod has and you guys have, have, have done has been phenomenal, you know? Uh, so I think the Hard Knocks culture uh, is contagious when you come in here and all members buy into that. And that, to me, is why, you know, Rod, Hard Knocks is at the level they're at, you know? Energy is strong, man. Energy is strong. And it's true, like, you come in here and there's a lot of positive energy and it's just contagious. And it's hard to, uh, to like, not be happy here, you know. Yeah. I speak for, from my coaching standpoint, but also from, like, a member here, you know. Um, it's really cool to hear people say those things that, you know, saying it now, Bob, I've heard other interviewees say that as well. And it's, like, I bet you it makes you feel pretty, like, I don't know how it makes you feel. How does it make you feel? Yeah, man. It's uh, <clears throat> so I've been um, like in business, it's tough, tough, man. Like Bob mentioned right now, when when you're kind of when you're the leader of an organization, of a gym, of wing barn and stuff like that, it gets it gets lonely at the top, dude. It does, man. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying that we're like the kings or whatever, because I think we both still have like this servant leadership type of style where we're, we're, we're not going to ask you to do, do something that we wouldn't do ourselves or that we haven't done in the past. You know what I mean? Like we'll get down and dirty if we need to, but we also have to create this leadership relationship with everyone because that's who we are and that's how we serve and that's how we do what we do. You know what I mean? Um, it's a, uh, yeah, man, it's a struggle from, it's a struggle from day to day, you know what I mean, with stuff. But I, I think at the end of the day, and this is a discussion that I've had with 
with the team before. I've had this discussion with my wife, Cassie, and a uh, huge shout out to her, man, because she backs me up with everything that we do, you know. But um, when, when when I look back, <clears throat> like success to me, at least at this time in life, dude, and I always say, let's just say the gym closes down tomorrow, man. And, and, and I've told Cassie this before, is um, Cass, if the gym were to burn down tomorrow, both gyms are gone. HK is gone for life. We're successful already. You know what I mean? Like the relationships that we've made, the things that we've seen, the feedback that we've gotten, the people that we've been able to help. You know what I mean? That That's enough, dude. That's enough for us, dude. That, that's enough for me, man. You know what I mean? Um, and everything else is just a plus. You know what I mean? I have that mindset going into it, and that's what I cherish a little bit more as we venture into, I don't know, another 10 years or whatever. It may be another 20 years. Hopefully, it's for life at this point, and hopefully, Hard Knocks is still around when I'm gone. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the goal with it because I think it was meant to be so much more than what it is and then, and then what's seen from it, you know? But... Um, yeah, man. That was a beautiful response from both of you guys. <laughs> both of you guys. <laughs> now, I want to ask last question here, guys, coming up on time here. Bobby, to all the young entrepreneurs out there, maybe thinking about starting something or, you know, just people who have their ideas, what are like maybe three things that you would guess like tips three tips other than the do or die mentality um what are the three things you think would be good to have maybe like a skill set or a form of mindset whatever you want to think yeah yeah first i think it's it's uh, obviously your idea has to make sense you know i mean you can have this crazy idea but it needs to make sense well you know your market know what you're trying to do and then you know have the passion and the work ethic behind it you know it's like rod said a little bit earlier you're not going to turn on your open sign and there's going to be lines and lines of people you know it doesn't work that way there is going to be the struggle uh there is going to have to be the fight and you're going to have to go through it you know um and 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 then the the last thing is just putting yourself out there you know it's the contacts it's who you are as a person uh, being uncomfortable, um, and, and making relationships. Like at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Um, and so I would say those three things, you know, those are great. Man. Those are really good. Make sure you guys write those down, go yeah. back, rewind, <laughs> write them down. Yeah. I'm going to write them down for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> so going to notes, <laughs> man. I know that this talk can go for hours, but this thing only lets us go up to about 60 minutes. Well, that right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, man, it was such a pleasure to take time, uh, you know, to hear from you, Bob. I know we've been playing this for a while, man. Your schedule's super crazy. So thank you so much, bro, for, for being here with us today and telling uh, 956 the story. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, got one, I got one more thing before we go get it done. It. This is just... <laughs> Bob, what's your favorite movie and why? Uh-huh. And what's your favorite wing sauce from Wing Barn? <laughs> <laughs> so favorite movie is is, is Braveheart. Braveheart, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Part. And again, it's the fight. Christopher the, Wallace. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the underdog, right? I mean, just fighting his way, you know, expected to lose, going up against an army that is, I don't know how many times bigger than yours. And, and again, outsmarting them, strategy, the plan, you know, teamwork, uh, all of that, you know, catapulted and make him successful and, and he he got it done yeah, at the end you know yeah he died right but through the a lot of fight a yeah. lot of fight and um favorite wing sauce man they're they're i'm biased i guess but they're all good you know uh daniel does a really good job are, made from uh, scratch uh a lot of uh time and energy into it but for me it's it's tongue twister. Yeah, you know? buddy. So super unique. You know, it has a lot of flavor, a lot of sauces mixed up into that, um, and and makes 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 us different. You know, from everybody yeah. else. You can't find it anywhere else but Wingburn. You know, that's right, baby. And so, it's dang good. It's dang, dang good. good, baby. That's right. <laughs> dude, I put yeah. so many people in that sauce before. They're like, "You sure it's good?" But I'm like, dude. Just, try just it. put it in your mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go for it, dude. Just do it, bro. Yeah. Just do it. Well, 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 that's my personal favorite too, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is, man. That thing oh, is. Kids yeah, like the it. kids love it. It's Cassie's favorite. So all the wings. If you have, go to Wing Barn, please order it up. It's gonna be great. Get tongue twisted. Yeah. Tongue twisted, baby. Love <laughs> so, it. Yeah, and then we have different options. So if you don't like wings, there's burgers. You know, there's healthy menu. There's a all these other options out there so you know give us a try definitely yes, brother and then if you guys haven't checked out uh barnyard another burger place really good stuff tell them a little bit about about yeah so it's uh located here in brownsville and pablo casel uh gourmet burgers you know you're gonna have your bison akayushi burgers uh, and some just high quality uh, burgers out there high quality meat um and a full bar. So, you know, check it out. Follow us on Facebook. And we we have some, some great specials. So we're doing this happy hour. Uh, dollar wells at 1 o'clock. $2 wells at 2 o'clock. $3 wells at 3 o'clock. All the way to 5. So uh, can't get better than that. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Might have to stop by at 1 o'clock, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Bob, shit, man. This was awesome, dude. I mean, I was looking forward to it. And yeah. uh, we know you're an extremely busy Family man, businessman, all all around, brother. So we greatly appreciate you, man. You know that, you know, yeah, and sure. uh, just want to thank you for everything, man. Yeah, so. no, thank you guys. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, again, thanks for everything that you guys have done for me too. My family, my kids come here, you know. So uh, you know, the gym is a household name in my household for sure. Love you, it, know? man. Uh, and it's making a difference, you know, not only for myself, my wife, but you know, my kids. And the culture that that you know we're, we're instilling in them to you know exercise to come here to have that routine and push yourself absolutely brother awesome well maxo thanks again guys for tuning in on to the next one baby on to the next one thanks there you guys go. bye